0: Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Rowdy Buddhist. Today we're going to again read another story from the miraculous tales of the Lotus Sutra from ancient Japan. This is the Daini Hongkoku Hokkekyo Kenki of priest Chingen. So at this time we will read the story of Bodhisattva Gyogi. Bodhisattva Gyogi In this name, Bodhisattva, we need to understand that the title Bosatsu, Bodhisattva, are used as a common appellation for high-ranking and virtuous priests in the Nara period. Hijiri and Shonin were used in place of Bosatsu in the Heian period. But in the Kamakura period, the emperor granted the Bosatsu title to priests who contributed to philanthropic projects. So in this name, Bodhisattva Gyogi, we see that this teaching uh, perhaps came during the Kamakura period. Bodhisattva Gyogi was a man from the Otori district of Izumi province. Koshi was his secular clan name. When born, he was wrapped in a call his parents placed him on a tree branch as a way of avoiding him. After one night, the parents found that their baby was out of the skin and already spoken well. They took him home and reared him. When still a boy, Gyogi used to praise the law together with the neighborhood children. At this ta- as time passed, Gyogi had several followers, including young cowherds, who attended gyogi and ignored their cows and horses. When the masters of these cowherds needed them, they sent people to fetch the boys. But those who were sent for the boys, including men and women, the young and the old, listened to gyogi, preached, and stayed with him, forgetting to ask the cowherds about the cattle. So finally, Gyogi used to climb to a high place and call out to gather the cattle. The scattered cows and horses gathered near Gyogi, and each master took his cattle home by himself. Later, Gyogi took the tonsure and became a priest of the Yakushiji Temple. He read the common commentaries including the yuga yishiki ron and perceive the deep significance in these writings. This particular doctrine as a footnote is a major text of the Hosso sect and contains the maitreya's discourse. Gyogi traveled widely in cities and in rural areas cultivating the people. Nearly 1000 people followed him wishing to be indoctrinated. Once when Gyogi went to a place and stayed there, no one remained in the towns or in the rice fields to plow. Men and women, the young and the old, left their plows and looms and swarmed to Gyogi to worship him. Gyogi preached and guided them well according to their abilities. They left their evil ways and anticipated becoming good. Yogi visited various dangerous and yet important places. He constructed bridges and roads. He investigated the irrigation and cultivation of rice fields, and he dug ponds for reservoirs and built dikes. Those who heard of his projects all gathered and helped him, so the construction was finished in a short time. Since then, farmers and peasants have greatly benefited. Yogi built as many as 49 halls in the area near the capital, including Yamato, Kawachi, Yamashiro, Izumi, and Setsu, and built more in other provinces. Once, while on his way home after traveling in various provinces practicing the way, Yogi saw some villagers, including adults and children, gathered around the pond, catching fish and eating them. As Gyogi passed by, one of the young brats playfully urged Gyogi to eat some of the cut-up raw fish. As Gyogi put the morsels into his mouth and spat them out, the fish meat became small fish. Those who watched marveled greatly. Emperor Sholmu, Respected Gilgi, and asked him, gave granted him the rank of great abbot. Chiko, another eminent priest of the time, felt jealous of Gilgi and thought, quote, "I am well learned, great abbot. I am a well er, learned great abbot, while Gilgi is a mere priest without much learning. Why does the emperor appreciate him so much more and ignore me?" Holding a strong grudge against the emperor and gyogi, Chiko retired into a mountain and soon died there. According to his wishes, Chiko's body was not immediately buried, but was left as it was. Ten days later, Chiko revived and said to his disciples, Messengers from King Yama's palace pursued me. As we ran, we saw a beautiful garden edifice glittering with radiance. I asked the messengers whose palace it was. The messengers replied that it was the palace where Bodhisattva Gyogi was born. As we proceeded further, we saw fire and smoke ahead. When I asked the messengers, they said that the fire and smoke were from the hell where I was going. Soon we arrived there. King Yama. King Yama is one of the main uh, guardian kings and judges of the hell realm in which your negative deeds are weighed against the weight of a feather. And this is one of the kings during the 49 days, every seven days that, that the deceased will go in front of. King Yama told me in a roaring voice that I was brought down to hell and to be punished for my evil and jealous feelings toward Gilgi in the country of Japan. Soon I was made to hold a hot copper pole and my flesh and bones burned and festered. After I atoned for my sins, I was released." Now that Shiko had revived, he wished to apologize to Gyogi. At that time, Gyogi was engaged in constructing a bridge spanning the Naniwa Bay in Su province. When Gyogi saw Chiko at a distance, he smiled at him. Chiko prostrated himself before Gyogi and tearfully begged his pardon. When the emperor built the Todaiji Temple, he ordered Gyogi to offer a dedication, service, for the temple as a lecturer. Gyogi replied that he would not be able to serve as a lecturer at such a great meeting, but that a holy man from a foreign country would come to offer the service. When the day arrived, Gyogi said that they should welcome the holy man with an imperial order, yogi led 99 priests and the officials from the three offices, including those for aristocrats, for priests and nuns, and for music. He went to the port of Naniwa and waited there with music, holding a set of arga, which is a Buddhist implements, Buddhist utensils for offering, with arranged flowers and burning incense, Gyogi took the hundredth place amongst the priests and boarded a boat. The fragrance of the incense drifted towards the west. After a while, when further towards the west, they saw a small boat approaching with a set of arga properly placed at the bow. As the boat arrived at the shore, the Indian priest stepped on the beach. Seeing this, Gyogi, raised one of his hands smiled at the indian priest and recited a poem the truth of the words vowed before shakyamuni at vulture peak did not die and we have met again the holy man from the foreign country responded by reciting his poem as promised to each other at Kaplyivastu, I can now see the face of Manjusuri. Gyogi said to the priests and laymen in the presence that the holy man was Bodhisena, a priest from South India. A footnote, the Indian priest Bodhisena from 704 to 7060 to 760, came to Japan in 736 and at Gyogi's recommendation became the presiding priest at the eyes-opening ceremony of the great Buddha of the Todaiji Temple in 752. The people gathered at the place now knew that Gyogi was an incarnation of Manjusuri. There is no more space to itemize other miraculous happenings. Gyogi, at the age of eighty, passed away on the fourth day of the second month of the first year of Tenpyo Shosho. Another important aspect at the conclusion of the story is to understand that this story originally, Gilgi was not included in this book since another biography of Gyogi did not mention his reciting, copying, and propagating the Hokekyo Lotus Sutra. However, an old man in ordinary clothes for one of the fourth rank in those days appearing in the author's dream, took this book in his hand, checked it from the beginning to the end three times, and said, quote, Bodhisattva Gyogi was a most fervent devotee of the hoke In the distant past, when the 20,000 Buddhas of the brilliant sun and moon appeared and expounded the Hoke-kyo, Gyogi supported the hoke as the Bodhisattva Myoko. This is why Gyogi has been the propagator of the hoke for innumerable kalpa years, being awestruck by this dream, the author of this book included the story of Gyogi in this teaching. The reason why I am sharing these stories is because that they give us a context of the education that Nichiren Shonin and other great priests would have learned and the stories that they would have understood So that as we read their commentaries, as we read uh, their teachings, we can be able to create better uh, context for us of the history, of the lineage, of the teachings that proceeded in the education of these great teachers and masters. So therefore, I hope all of you have enjoyed this story. And take the opportunity to perhaps study more deeply into the names of these teachers, into the names of this, into the meaning of these stories, and into, of course, your practice and study. Namu myo Ren Ki